Genre. Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell, and we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, one minute at a time. You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. (laughs) Have you ever wondered about Hobbit economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. everybody to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have Cassandra Fredrickson from Lord of the Rings Minute with us again today. Again. Hello. Hello. We're glad to have you here. I know. You said again, like, oh man, can't get rid of this. Again? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like just always. No, I, I, I listen to the Lord of the Rings Minute and I love listening to you guys over there. And so it's just so fun to have you with us. Like, oh yeah, thank you. The, the crossing of the shows. Yeah. It's fun. No, I, we talk about, I think that there is a lot of like cross pollination between like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I think we talk about Lord of the Rings a lot on our show. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, well, I mean, I guess specifically this scene with the trolls, but just so many other moments. Just there's so many little things. I think it's just because it's magic and it's fantasy and they came out right. around the same time and they, they both occupy the same space in my brain. Right. <laughs> Uh, I meant to ask you, uh, about your history with Harry Potter. Okay. Um, how you, uh, got into the books and things. Yeah. Um, so I was, I think I was like nine or ten, um, and my fifth grade teacher read us the first chapter of, um, Sorcerer's Stone in class. Um, Hmm. and it was really cool and I'd never heard of it before, um, and my dad was a really big um, proponent of us reading. So I told him about the books and he bought all three of them. Um, and he read them first just to make sure that they were like, you know, appropriate for like a nine year old. And um, and then he basically was just like, OK, you can read them. So I I remember I read them really, really quickly mm-hmm. um, and at the time only the first three were out so i the chamber of secrets was my favorite at the time so i reread that one so many times um that's interesting that's an interesting choice yeah i i don't know i really liked i don't remember why i really liked chamber of secrets but that was my favorite before um goblet of fire came out and goblet of fire is my favorite um and i've read goblet of fire like eight times at this point, I think. Maybe. Oh, do do not ask me how much I've read. I told <laughs> I told Victoria this, but like the you know I I was rereading the Harry Potter books anyway as a kid growing up. But right. I 
uh, every time a new book came out, I would read the new book and then read the entire series over again. So I think, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. And then I would just read them at midpoints of the year just because it was like, oh, it's been a while since I read Harry Potter and I want to read them again. I would just like mm-hmm. circle. I think, I think my Sorcerer's Stone number is probably like 20. Oh my goodness. Um, my books are falling apart. I don't have the dust jackets anymore. Like right. they're just pages are falling out, but like, I love those books so much. They survived backpacks and moves. Right. They're in such horrible condition, but, but I loved them so much as a kid. They were like, uh, just like a part of the cultural, co- I think they were big, in, they were a phenomenon in, in, in a way that, uh, I don't think a lot of other like franchises, especially like book franchises have mm-hmm. been, um, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Harry. Either you have, either you you like Harry Potter, or you haven't seen the, you haven't read the books, or you haven't seen the, you haven't encountered yeah. Harry Potter. I don't I, know. Um, I had a, a housemate when I was uh, living in LA, and she had actually never read the books; she'd only seen the movies, and um, she was really, really into um, uh, the the Star Kid musical, a uh, Harry Potter musical. Oh uh, yeah! So like that. Like, the movies and that musical were her, like, her Harry Potter. So it was really interesting talking to her about her thoughts on things when That's I'm coming interesting. from it. interesting. Yeah, because I'm coming from it from, like, reading the books multiple times and then watching yeah. the movies. Um, so it's it's interesting. Like, I'm always kind of shocked when someone hasn't read Harry Potter because it's just such a part of my life. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, it's been a part of my life longer, like, for more time that it hasn't, if that makes any sense. No, I totally agree. I think I was like, I think I've been reading, I think I've had the Harry Potter books going on. Well, when did the first one come out? 90. I think 97, 97, like 20 years. Yeah. Like most yeah. of, I think I got the, fr- I'm pretty sure that my chamber of secrets copy is a first edition. So I must've gotten the first one, like right after it came out in paperback. Um, mm. did it only come out in paperback? I actually don't know. No, there's hard copies. Kelly had a hard copy yeah, no, of Sorcerer's yeah, Stone. Yeah, we had, we had, we my, my dad only bought one copy of the book, um, and oh. he, he was reading them, and I was reading them, and my sister was reading them. So we would have mm. to, like, fight over, like, who get to read the book first. <laughs> yeah, it was the same, same. It was me and my sister Morgan, and then my mom read them. So we would pick them up, and everyone knew that I was going to read them first, because I would just, like, not sleep. And, and mm-hmm. I would read the whole thing in like a day or two and then let someone yeah. else have it as I reread the rest of the series. And usually by the time I was done with my reread, they were done, which whatever the new book was. And mm-hmm. so I'd read it again. And <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, they're, they're such an iconic part. I think we're really lucky to be doing the Harry Potter minute show because, because they're such a big deal, I think to our, yeah. our generation specifically, just like, um, kids that grew up in like the nineties into the early two thousands as these movies were coming out. And like, we were like mm-hmm. school age kids going to see midnight release, going to pick up books at midnight. Like, I think that was where, uh, that, that's the thing that blew my mind the most was just like, I don't know another, I don't know another book that I ever cared to like go get. at Oh midnight. no. Like I remember the, the seventh book was coming out and I had just been at summer camp, um, mm-hmm. like a counselor. So, I, like, hadn't showered in a week. My hair was disgusting. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I got to stay up because Harry Potter's coming out. So, yeah, um, 
I remember I didn't wash my hair when I took a shower because I was going to cosplay as Snape. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like had this flowy like cloak and like we went to the midnight like release party and it was like a big deal because it was the last one too. That's um, so great. But yeah, no Harry Potter is like Harry Potter's life. <laughs> You're um. Normally, I like to ask guests like what their house is, but like you're a Ravenclaw, right? We've talked oh, about yeah. this. I think this came up in in the um, listeners' army page. Yeah, I think you like posted one of the like the things, and I was just like, yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know you're like a your Pottermore stuff? Do you did you feel like you were a Ravenclaw before Pottermore? Um, I'm was actually. Around? I've act- I don't think I've ever taken the Pottermore <gasps> test. Um, wow. Because when Pottermore was coming out, it was kind of like, I don't really feel like, I'm kind of like a book purist. Um, sure. Like, I, like I still haven't seen Fantastic Beasts and it's been <gasps> like four months. Yeah. Wow. Um, so like my. You, sh- you should go see Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, no, I really want to. I'm kind of regretting okay. seeing it. But, yeah, um, you should. It was good. I liked it. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, Go ahead, I, just, sorry. I, I don't know. I don't have, I've never taken the Pottermore test or if I have, I don't remember. Um, the, but- the, the website has changed over the last, uh, last couple of years. But one of the things that I've talked about with people is that like, for some reason, the Pottermore quiz is like uncanny in how often it's like correct. Like so many people that I know that have like taken the quiz have really come to be like, oh no, like I think that I am this house. I like the um like the hybrid house test. Oh, sure. Um because sometimes when I take like not the Pottermore test but like just yeah. a random test, it'll either put the, me in Ravenclaw <laughs> or um it'll put me in Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Um Okay. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know about Hufflepuff, but then I'm like thinking about it more and I'm like, yeah, I I feel like I would identify as a Ravenpuff. So, nice. I like that. Yeah. Victoria is a Slitherclaw. I am. Nice. Which kind of doesn't surprise me. No. <laughs> it, it didn't really. Like, I, I was, I think, for like a split second. I was like, Slitherclaw. And I was like, and I stopped. And I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. <laughs> and and, and, and my, my, uh, my fiance was, was right away. He was like, well, yeah. He goes, because Ravenclaws are smart. He goes, but Slytherins are known for being cunning. Mm-hmm. Ooh. He's yeah, like, and I gotta he, watch out. He's like, and I would definitely describe you as cunning. He goes, so that works. I, out I know really better well. than to make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> Me mad is not a good thing. I think, uh, I think I got, um, you Ravendor. You did get Ravendor. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me either uh when i first took the pottermore quiz i wanted i think i've talked about this in the podcast before but i really wanted to be a gryffindor mm-hmm. and so i took the test like again and again like i kept like making I new accounts because i was and it just kept putting me in ravenclaw and finally i was like okay i guess i'm a ravenclaw like you convinced me <laughs> that's funny it's like fine well, i was just like oh i fate. wanted to be i wanted to be like harry i wanted to be like harry potter i wanted to be a seeker on the quidditch team and i wanted mm. to be like in gryffindor and i wanted to be like the chosen one like i don't know like just a I, little boy that identified with this character i want ricky to do it yeah my, my fiance he has not done the pottermore stuff hmm. and i told him right away i go i think you're gonna end up being a gryffindor and if he was dual house i think he would totally be a grifflepuff that's okay. so adorable. I can see that. Like, <laughs> like I could totally see 
Ricky being that. Well, when, and then that makes it more hilarious if he's a Grifflepuff and I'm a Slitherclaw because then it's like yeah, this all four houses. Yes. All four houses are represented between the two of you. Yep. Uh, I will have to talk to Norman when we have him and on I told, And later, I totally but... think his Patronus would be a cat. Yeah. I have a... <laughs> We love cats, me and my fiance, and more so than your me. cats feature on the podcast a lot. I know those are our cats, my cat and Ricky's cat. Aww. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cat cameos on the on the show when we record love at Victoria's cats. house, especially on the Quibbler. They have a lot Quibbler. to say. They have a they, lot to they, say about Harry Potter. <laughs> they they really get up in the business right? on the, the weekend. The one edition. the one that I ha- one of them out of the two that I have is extremely talkative. Yeah, and they're Bengals. So Bengals are known for being super oh, talkative yeah. anyway. So, uh, unfortunately, sometimes we have to record pretty late in the day, mm-hmm. and it ends up getting to the time where the, it's feeding they're like, time. They're like, why are they you feeding yeah. this <laughs> yep. And they're like, all right, like, I don't give a crap what you're doing. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. You gotta come feed us right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, oh, pause. Gotta go feed the, the familiars. Uh, I guess we should talk about the minute. Right, yes. that's what we're here to well, do. Well, since she hasn't done the uh, the Pottermore stuff, I assume you don't know what your Patronus is. No, I do not. Ah, see, I think Otherwise that means could... that Cassandra can just choose the Patronus she wants. Well, well, that would be if fun you had an day, animal then. familiar, Cassandra, a Patronus, if you would. What do you think it would be? Well, a familiar and a Patronus are two different things. I right. mean, I would. I okay. I know that they're two different <laughs> things. <laughs> But I, I feel like they're they're representing the same kind of relationship. Um, it's a magical. It's not a creature. It's a spell. But it's well, like a. I mean, in D and D, a familiar is like your spell book. So that's like your magic comes from that animal. Um, but oh, I'm a super interesting. Uh, <laughs> I've never played D and D, and I want to. Um, I want to so bad. It's so fun. That's a goal. Um, I feel like my Patronus would be a fox. Ooh, I like uh, that. I got a wolf. Oh, nice. Uh, when I did mine. And and I think I'm one of, like, the handful of people I know that are pleased with the Patronus they got. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the quiz is new enough that a lot of people don't feel like it's it's very uh, accurate. <laughs> right. So I got a hyena. But That's there's that Slytherin coming out. There's that, yeah, there's that Slytherin yeah. in yeah. there. I know so many people that got just various types of dogs. Just so many different breeds of dogs. Because there's a lot of breeds of dogs and cats that are listed in... Uh, oh, amazing. In the yeah. Patronuses. Patronuses? Patronuses? I'm not Pat- sure. Patronuses? I don't know. <laughs> like, like literally you can get, like, a calico cat, a tabby cat, and, like, <laughs> like, like, so many different types of cats, and you can get, like, different types of dogs. So much Interesting. Better. Like a hound yeah. dog or a bloodhound or whatever. I think it's cool. Didn't, uh, did Sarah say she got, like, a mastiff or something? Some big animal? Yeah, she got, like, a big old dog. Yeah. It's like, whoa, oh, that doesn't suit you at all, but no. maybe uh, it does, you know? You never know. That's so funny. They'll they'll do the same thing like they did for the sorting one, and they'll revamp the uh, Patronus oh, yeah. quiz, yeah. and then you can that take it again me. or whatever. That'll happen. And then, you know, we'll have more uh, Ilvermorny details at some point, too, I guess. No, that's true. Nah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now that now that we're, like, well into this recording, we should talk about Minute 72. Hooray! Yes. <laughs> minute minute 72. That is what and talk about. Uh, minute 72 starts with Harry, uh, with a cartoon Harry Potter riding on the back of a troll. He's so cartoony. He's so cartoony. And it ends with our trio gathering around its unconscious body. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like this, this sequence is like a minute. Like, no, it's, it was really weird watching it because I was like, oh God, that, that's only a minute. 
It feels yeah. so much longer. Yeah, this this moment of the movie is so um uh, it's such an icon it's 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 I wouldn't call this is not the climb but this is one of the first like times this is our first action sequence. Mm-hmm. Action sequence if you could call it that. Right. Um and it happens in a blip. Like we'll be done with this before the week is out. Right. And uh I'm I don't know. I feel like this is probably like one of my favorite parts of this movie is like the scene with the troll. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Harry's leg. Oh, well, it's all animated. <laughs> it's just because I paused it. And I- you, you paused it in such a weird spot. His leg is jutted out the way it looked. It, it was very reminiscent to the uh, the legs underneath Dorothy's house and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's how I was like, his, his leg looked very feminine shaped. So and I was like, funny. what is that? He's just a cartoon. I actually really like him. Um, <laughs> it looks hilarious. I honestly like the the way that they've animated Harry for the cartoon. Like well, the way he's whipping around like well, that. Yeah, like you could Yeah, you couldn't. Whatever. You couldn't actually have him do that. Um, I like that the reason right. that he shoves his wand up the nose is because of the way that the troll is like whipping itself around, and so he it just it's just naturally happened because it was in his it's hand. Like a, it's like a baby it wasn't intentional. that doesn't know what to do with its hands when it's riding its dad's <laughs> shoulders. It's just like trying, like to, trying to grab on his and head and flopping around and he still has a wand in his hand so it's like he gets flung back. The animated of. Harry Potter looks like he looks like the, the, the cartoon of Harry Potter that you see on like the video game cases. Did you ever play any of the Harry Potter video games? I think I played it for the Chamber of Secrets. Me too. I think that's the one that I played the most. And because uh, my friend, yeah. who's a, a huge, huge Potterhead, such a big hot Potterhead, he has um he had it, and I remember playing it at his house. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I played the most because that's the one that had all the chocolate <laughs> frog collectibles and like uh you could explore the castle i don't know why that game was the one that i played more than the re- i don't think i even Did played they even all of make the movie games, games for the rest of them i don't know other than like the lego harry potter games no I i'm pretty those. sure that i played i i can't tell you i actually don't know how many the only the only lord of the rings game i ever played was two towers so oh yeah there you <laughs> go. i'm not yeah I don't know. right it's always like the second one yeah which is weird Cause I think that happened to me too. Like I played the Harry, the the game for Lord of the Rings, but I think it was the Two Towers. Oh, the Two Towers game is great because you get the whole Helm's Deep. That that's the wrong show. We, we'll talk about that at some other point. <laughs> My preference is always the Lego games. I played Lego, You've Lord played of the Rings, Legos. and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Well, they're so fun. I like them. I uh, yeah, I like I like animated Harry Potter, and and he he shoves the uh, the wand up the troll's nose. And both Ron and Hermione get these reaction shots of just like, Because it looks gross. It sounds a little it gross. It sounds gross. Every time the wand goes up his nose, I feel really bad for the troll because I just think of like something sharp and pointy. And oh, I know. Just nose. like, right? and, yeah. and, like, ha- like He makes this face like, oh, like that just went. Oh, like he kind of makes this sound like, mm-hmm. like kind of blowing his nose. I think he sneezes. Like, like, I think like he sneezes. Irritating his nose. Troll sneezes. Like he wants it out. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, annoying. sometimes like you, you just you feel like you just, just like, there's ah, feels like there's something out. there, and it's just like irritating, so it makes you sneeze. Like it's just that that like your body's yeah. trying to expel this foreign object. Like how far up is that wand? <laughs> Have you ever yeah. stuck any? Did you ever stick anything up your nose as a kid? Was that something that happened? That's like a common <laughs> thing. It's, it's a common, That's a common thing. thing. <laughs> but I did not do that. I uh, uh as far as common kid tropes go 
I was you stick stuff I was the, I, I was the bad kid that my mom found messing with matches. Oh, oh uh, wow! I didn't I didn't stick anything up my nose, and I didn't eat I, paste um, or dirt like other like weird little kids did. I remember tasting play doh. <laughs> I stuck. It's salty. I stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't taste good. I stuck a, a Lego minifig up my nose. Did it get stuck? Almost the head head first popped off. Well, oh my yeah, god, that's dangerous! And, and then and Did then it, it was this this very horrible like trying to plug the one side to blow it out. Oh, the, gross! <laughs> not I was like no because little it, depending on what year it was, um, <laughs> Lego minifigures <laughs> didn't have a hole on the top. So you, I was you able know, to blow it out. solid. Yeah. So the, after a certain year, they changed it kind of like the, at the end of a pen oh, cap right, where there's right. a hole at so the top of the head through. so it could happen. But if it was whole, if, if but whatever. I wouldn't have been able to get it out of my nose if it had had an open hole. Yeah, you're right. So you I got lucky, I guess. Oh my God. But, yeah. If you, thank goodness you had a more modern minifigure. I guess <laughs> so. <laughs> and not an older one. Uh, I like the, 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 the Lego Harry Potter sets. I didn't get too many of them when they were out, but uh, my fiance is a huge, huge Lego oh yeah collector sure. and builder and whatever. Um, and he has a master custom builder, master builder status. <laughs> he has little custom minifigures that he made of me and him. Oh, that's so cute! And uh, the head that he used for the longest time as my head was Hermione's head. <gasps> from, oh, uh, it's the bushy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From um I believe the set was the uh, Hagrid's Hut. Ooh. Which was a really expensive and hard to get set. Um she didn't come in very many sets, so if he ever wanted to replace it, it is impossible. Oh. So he uses another head for me now that he had custom made to behave darker skinned because okay. I'm Hispanic. Um still. You had But for Hermione the longest time I had Hermione Hermione's face was my face. That's awesome. I'm into that. <laughs> That's into goals that. right I, there. <laughs> I, I just realized that just now, and I'm like, oh yeah, like Hermione's yeah, head Hermione. was like. Was We've my done head how many minutes of the show, and we haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know. I, it didn't dawn on me till just now. Um, I love uh, Dan Radcliffe dangling upside down. <laughs> Do something. Um, so so you know, we get the shot. I I, I paused it at a good place on our end that like. Uh, you can see the troll in profile, like holding Harry out by the leg, uh, with his club in the other hand. This is like before it closes up on Harry, and it's actually Dan Radcliffe. They've got him on this. Uh... Actually, I don't know. They didn't talk a whole lot. Chris Columbus mentions that you have Dan Radcliffe hanging there, but I don't know what he's. I guess he's like harnessed in something, and yeah, they're like, it's easy but enough. it's 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 interesting because uh, the the he points this out, and I really I I really like that. Um, I love movies when they have that like moment of transition where you have like a character in the foreground and the character in the background and you have the like the focus changes mm-hmm. between the one. So you have Harry dangling and then the the troll swings his club and he pulls Harry up when he swings his club. And so you have like Harry, Dan Radcliffe that's hanging there and then he gets pulled up and when he gets pulled up, suddenly Ron is our focus. Right. Like it's <laughs> looking at Ron. Is, is the troll pulling him up? Because at the whole point, I feel that the troll is trying to hit him. Do you think that Harry's like, so is Harry, do you like, think Harry's like, is like doing crunches? Up. Yeah. I always assumed that the troll just wasn't very bright and he was like swinging well, the I club, mean, but the motion was like 
his whole body motion. That so he's cu- pulling Harry out of just the just now uh, when he's swinging. The arm holding Harry does not move. Like, okay, so so Harry hand. just has really so amazing just like ab muscles. <laughs> either either, and he's doing yeah, yeah. the world's most necessary crunches here. Hey, well, when adrenaline is running That's through true. you, and you're like, I'm going to get hurt if I but don't. But he's do doing this. like upside he down sit ups. He only did it like That's two ama- or three times. It doesn't. I I I would have gotten my head knocked. And off you know by how this. bendy like an eleven year old kid is. Eleven year old kid has so much energy and is so bendy that it's just like whatever. I I just I love the I love their conversation. I love that he's like, do something. And Ron's like, what? what? Anything. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Just something. Like, something stop standing there. Like an there. adult. <laughs> you know, I never, I never, ever thought of it as Harry, like, pulling himself out of the... Yeah, that's makes, immediately what I thought. Makes so much more sense, though. I always do this to you. You're always thinking well, of makes, something else. That I makes, always chime in, like, are you I sure just, it's not this? It just means, <laughs> just means that Harry has a lot more, like... I don't want to say guts. <laughs> he's more guts than I thought. Uh, he's a. Uh... I feel if you're swinging because you know, like, I was just thinking doing a sit up on the, the ground. You kind of have like it's more difficult because you're like coming from the ground. But if you're like hanging upside down and having to kind of like crunch up, you have all mm. this space to kind of like swing and give yourself momentum. Okay, true. To like swing yourself up, uh, just because it only has to be up high enough for the, the and for, club for the to, club to go back and. Yeah. Fourth. Um, I always sort of thought of it as like, I, I feel like the, the troll's this big lumbering thing, and so he's holding Harry out at arm's length. And I just, I felt like, he's like the motion was like a whole body. Like, he's not swinging his arm, he's swinging his entire torso. Yeah. So and you so feel like he's like, he's doing pulling that. Harry out of the way. He doesn't even realize that, yeah, like, yeah. he's not going to hit he's Harry so because he's pulling. Yeah. Yes. And it's just kind of like exemplifying the, the like, kind of idiocy of the oh, no. troll. Like, it's lucky that Harry doesn't get hit because the troll. Mm-hmm was just too dumb to like hit him i don't know that's what i I was was watching the troll and it doesn't seem like he's moving his arm during that swing i think i'd rather give harry the credit on this i kind of like your view of it (laughs) all right (laughs) to be fair he like balances on a broomstick like true like next week or whatever so (laughs) now i feel like that takes a lot of core muscle oh man i'm sure right there in your torso just to keep yourself up i mean do you think it takes more I was gonna say, do you think it takes more energy than like riding a bike? Like, what's your like, like emotion on like, a bike? You're... I feel like it's more like riding a horse, hmm. because you're pinching hmm. your knees together. Oh, you're just holding it. This thing holding. is moving, and you're yeah. just like you're 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 not propelling the, the yes. You know, it's not like a bike where you're propelling it mm-hmm. yourself. It's moving on its own. Yeah, because that's it's the motion of you moving. That's and keeping when that you take steady. horseback right. riding lessons, it's like the same thing. Pinch your knees together. Interesting. And and lean forward and lean mm-hmm. back. It's a lot of the same uh, movements. Huh. Cool. So I likened I like it that. more to a horse. Interesting. So Ron. Ron pulls his wand out, um, and at first, like, it's I only like, I for... I like this, uh, teamwork between him and Hermione. It's Me cute. too. But before we get there, it's only for, like, a fraction of a moment. But when Ron first pulls his wand out of his cloak, he's holding it, like, his arm turned, it like, upside down. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, it's pointed up, but his arm is twisted so that it's, like, upside down in his fist. Yeah. And then when we cut back to him, he's holding it properly. But when he pulls it out, he pulls it out. He has like, it almost like like a pencil. He but he's ha- holding he just it had up. His fingers, like he had his, his fingers, thumb like, pointed like, toward the ground. Yeah, with I feel like the way he pulled it out. His, yeah, out of his cloak. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like oh, I guess. I guess know. like like you know like pulling a sword out of a scabbard. Exactly. So yeah. It's pointing downward. 
Interesting. You wouldn't want it to point up. No. I feel like I feel like it looked like it, it whatever. It only happens for a second. <laughs> and then like I'm just gonna keep pointing he, stuff out no, to you. No, I Gary. think he pulls the wand out. I do think he knows what he's gonna do. So Hermione tells him swish and flick, and suddenly he's like, Oh, like this spell that we just learned last like, week. This would work, yeah. Yeah. Um and I love I love uh the like proficiency that Ron displays here. Like mm-hmm. now that it matters, that one motion, that swish and flick is perfect. It's dead on. And, and, his, and pronunciation his pronunciation is perfect. And she's like, oh, like, last week Ron was really distraught because she showed him up. But, but now maybe, that it matters, her knowledge saves their say, friend. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I like that. I think um, I think for, for Ron, like, this is the defining moment this in is the friendship. Him, this I is think, the moment yeah. where he's like, oh, like... I can rely on this girl. Like we're gonna be like, like we're we are friends. Like we helped her, but she also helped. Like we would us. have been like, like pretty messed yeah. over right now if I didn't have the knowledge in my head of how she pronounced pronounced exactly. it and blah blah blah. Right, you know? exactly. Uh, and I like, there. yeah, I like the moment. You know, the the troll goes to swing the. There's nothing in his hand. <laughs> there's nothing in his hand. And and he's just like, huh? Like this? He didn't feel like he didn't feel it leave his hand. He just didn't. I don't know. I don't it's like know. a cartoon moment. Mm-hmm. I like the the hovering um, club above his head mm-hmm. as he looks up at it in this overhead shot before it falls. Uh, how do you like release a spell? Like if you cast Wingardium Leviosa and it raises your object into the air, like do you? Is there a spell? Do you have like to continue? Well, no, no, no. Or... Do you have to continue holding your wand pointed at the thing for it to move? Like when we saw them moving the the when we saw Hermione with the feather, she was kind of like lifting the feather. It looked like, like she was like following guiding it with it. her right. yeah. uh, with her with yeah. her wand. So do you think does does Ron just like does he drop his his wand? Does he how does he let go of the? Clock? Well, I mean, if you let it roll a little bit and see like what he actually his does. hand is dropped. So. I mean, maybe he brought the club yeah. down. Yeah, we don't he's, not, see he's not it. even uh, holding his. It feels like suddenly this. It feels like suddenly, it just like stops. Ron says, "Cool," and I working. wanted him to say "wicked." I did want him to say "wicked." I'm like, no, that's your word, bro. Why didn't he say "wicked"? <laughs> say "wicked." Like, why did you say? We've cool? already heard him use it twice in this movie. Why this would have been the perfect moment? And he's like, "Cool." Right? Uh, cool. Dis- I'm disappointed. <laughs> I actually do like. I actually do really like Rupert Grint's delivery, though. He's just like. Cool. cool. <laughs> Cause he's like, he's he's pride of himself. Yeah. Well, so I mean? here's when we finally get to see the 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 windows I was talking about yesterday too. Yeah. Um as we see the troll lumbering, we get this shot from the kid's angle looking up at the troll as Harry's backing up cuz he's on the floor and you can see the windows across the like at the point of the ceiling. Right. Um mm-hmm. they're not very large, but I guess they were enough to explain the lightning last minute. I guess. I'll allow it. No, I'll allow it. <laughs> so the the troll collapses and the dust settles, and uh, Hermione gets out from under the sink, and that's the end of the minute. I love Water that music cue, that as like um, like the the really low strings when after the the troll hits the ground. Um, yes, I'm really yes, yes. really jealous that you guys get to cover a movie that was scored by John Williams because I. Loved oh my god, <laughs> I, I honestly like so excited that we have such like 
such an iconic piece of music mm-hmm. for us to follow. Yeah. Um, there are other movies that don't have quite the same. I don't know. The first three are John Williams scores. And I think, uh, I think they're really wonderful. Mm-hmm. We got lucky. We got, we picked a good movie, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was every, okay. So that's the minute. That's the minute. No, I, I agree with you on that on that music cue. We get a little, we just get like a subtle hint of it at the beginning of this one, and it, it like kind of builds as yeah, they gather yeah, around yeah. as the dust starts to settle. But uh, there's so many moments in my notes. I think it comes up like every week or every other week that just says John Williams with an exclamation point. Like, right? There's so many moments in this movie. Like, I I have the soundtrack on my phone that I listen to occasionally just because it's like it's such a integral part it really like makes this movie i think like if you didn't have a score to accompany this that has such a um kind of grandness like these these sweeping orchestral moments like Mm -hmm. i don't know what you would do it's like oh man i love john williams but and you can tell it's you can tell it's john williams like you know how each composer has kind of their own style, and if you listen to enough, like, movie yeah. scores, you can kind of, like, well, oh, that's Hans Zimmer, or oh, that's mm-hmm. Howard Shore. Oh, exactly. Uh, and, like, John Williams just has, like, his style, and I was watching this the other night for the first time in a while in pre- in preparation for this, and it starts immediately, like, the, the Harry, like, Hedwig's theme, and I was just like, oh, my God, yep. it's so good. Yep. <laughs> It's, it's like, that's all you need to hear. And then you're like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. 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 Uh, you said, I know you said you haven't seen Fantastic Beasts yet, but the, the moment that that movie starts, cause Fantastic Beasts, it's not a John Williams score. It, right. it has its own, it also has all of its own musical beats, but because it's part of the wizarding world and because it's JK rolling behind it, the beginning, the first like couple seconds of notes, for for the opening theme for Fantastic Beasts is that like Hedwig's theme music? Oh my cue. gosh! Like just the first, just just enough, just enough before it transitions that I'm like, this is like being a child again. Like I just it just knew, puts it just puts you automatically uh, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's it's so effective in that I think that that's one of the things that John Williams is really amazing at that like any of the movies that he scored like it only takes a couple of notes to be like right. you already know what it is. It's this movie. And I'm there. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm, I'm. Like Indiana Jones definitely mm-hmm. does that for me. I love Jurassic Indiana Park Jones. too. Jurassic yeah. Park. Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. I mean, of course. I mean, of course. That goes without saying. It's iconic. That's why. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jaws even. Right. right? That's John yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just every, so many, he, he scored so many of the most iconic uh, icon yeah the most iconic movies and i wonder if especially pop culturally iconic mm-hmm. i'm sure that his score has a huge effect on that like i can't imagine what these movies would be without his music behind them right i'm you know it, it's a bummer that he didn't get to do all of the harry potter movies but um he set such a basis over the course of the first three that like mm-hmm. 
at least as a kid growing up watching them, or like when you're watching the movies back to back to back, like it's not a jarring transition from one composer to the next whenever it happens in the fourth right. movie. But that'll be something that'll be really interesting for us to talk about when we get there in like four years. Did he do the Don't make that face Because I thought... I thought that he I think he did, did the second two and then or not the second two the first two and then it switched in the third one. I think he does Prisoner of Azkaban score, but I'm going to look it up really fast just to check on that. I think yeah. we talked about this like really really early in the show, and so I don't remember for certain. Mm-hmm. Original music by... Yeah, John Williams does the third one. Oh, okay. And then Goblet of Fire... Is the one that they stick with for the rest of the series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because because that's when they take on... Um, they take on a new director, Mike Newell, who only mm-hmm. does this one. And the music is done by Patrick Doyle. Okay. Um, who's known for Brave in the 2015... Cinderella movie and stuff that I don't really um I'm scrolling through his credits right now <laughs> and there's nothing jumping out at me as like oh my oh do you know what he did right after he did Goblet of Fire he did that Aragon movie that no one talks about oh god <laughs> oh he did the score for Nanny McPhee you guys <laughs> oh, my, mom, my mom likes that movie <laughs> um I've oh and Bridget Jones Diary I mean I guess oh I never seen that that's either. something uh it's one of those romantic comedies. Yeah, he hasn't, I, I mean, those. there are movies on his list that I recognize, but nothing that's and like, oh my them. god, have you, did you listen to the score in this right. movie? <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, we'll have to talk about him when we get to that movie, but that's in a long time. It is. Mm-hmm. Long time. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think I'm done with minute 72. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that was all my notes. All right. Let's, uh, you guys can join us tomorrow for minute 73 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute and Twitter at HP Minute if you want to follow us. Or you can send us an owl at contact at hpminute.com. All right. Mischief managed. Oh, you didn't even. All by yourself. No, all by myself. <laughs> Mischief managed. Mischief managed. All right. Put my foot down. Put your foot down. Mischief managed. I think that's it. (laughs) Dueling Genre